Hey y'all, it's your girl Adrian back with another episode on Agents Visionary Network. I'm your host and friend Adrian, and I come to you to help y'all gain spiritual strength in the Lord. So today I want to talk about materialism. The name of this podcast is Murdered by Materialism. So the reason why I want to touch on this topic is that um, personally in my life, I've put things before God. I've put pleasure before God. I've put my feelings before God. Um, I've also put my worries before God. The very definition of materialism is a tendency to consider material possessions as and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. Some synonyms for materialism are superficial, covetousness, mercenary, this is primarily concerned with making money at the expense of ethics or moral compass. So the Lord led me to Revelations chapter 4 and 10. It says the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne and they worshiped the one who lives forever and ever. And they surrendered their crowns before the throne singing. God told me that full surrender comes from putting your crown before God and worshiping him in spirit and in truth. We've made our accomplishments, our money and belongings and security our crowns instead of the crown of eternal life, the crown of salvation. These are the crowns that never get put down before God. Therefore, they are unacceptable in his sight. So the Lord let he also spoke to me he said the hearts of my people become merciless when they are controlled by the standards of this world but my currency comes from the kingdom of god nothing costs more than anything you pay at the expense of your joy safety peace sanity self-respect and eternal salvation y'all i'm big on peace okay um my peace over everything So it's like that's one of the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. See, God doesn't desire for us to be greedy. Um, I heard someone say that Jesus was a, a normal, average looking man. He didn't have all the gold or the grills. He didn't he didn't not saying there's anything wrong with, you know, looking good but jesus did not come to be served he came to serve us and we are he is pleased when we serve him and we place our life in his hands i want to point out in matthew chapter 4 y'all go study to show yourself approved and matthew chapter 4 satan tempts jesus with these these three things one the lust of the flesh two the the pride of life and finally, the lust of the eyes in that exact order, which is greed over glory. In that order, Satan tempts the Lord. Why are these the ways he tempts us so important? Because we could determine what God's will for our life truly is. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, God uh, points out that um, he says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will for our life. Because we know the Lord knows what's best for each and every one of us. OK.
So um, I want to talk about these three different temptations right quick. So the lust of the flesh. Um, I'm going to give an example for each one. Simply, let's put it plain on the table, masturbation. Masturbation is the lust of the flesh and gluttony. Y'all, God convicted me for gluttony before. <laughs> You're being gluttonous. Give up the sweets for a little while. That is the lust of the flesh when you glorify your fleshly desires more than your spiritual it's like your flesh is weak, but your spirit, you know, I'm sorry, the your spirit is weak at this moment as well. And in the word, it says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. OK, I'll put the that verse in the description because I didn't write that down. The pride of life that is like more of, oh, I'm secure. I don't need Jesus. I'll give you all an example of that later. And finally, the lust of the eyes, which is greed over glory. Everything that glitter and gold, I know some of us listening to this that we've heard that saying before. Everything that glitter and gold, just because it look good on the outside, don't mean it's all right on the inside. For another example of the lust of the eyes is say an opportunity comes into your life. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Or, um, and you... Instead of praying and acknowledging the Lord about this opportunity, you go ahead and pursue this thing and it not it is nothing like you thought it would be. It leaves you drained. Um, temptation is everywhere. And you fell off your relationship with God. That is the lust of the eyes. God gives us patience and we have to dwell under his in his presence to know what his good, pleasing, and perfect will is for our life. But this doesn't come easy, y'all. We have to renew our mind. God, what, what do you want? What do you need? Um, is this the thing for me? Is this your will? Okay. So we also, from all of this, um, I'm talking about, this is a sign of a spiritual maturity. When you can discern, when you can discern these three um different temptations and jesus goes on in matthew 4 and uh i'm sorry matthew 6 and he breaks down how we overcome these exact specific temptations y'all go read that okay so here's an example for uh how those temptations overcome people and how the lord describes each one in philippians chapter 3 verse 19 it says they are headed for destruction their god is their appetite they brag about shameful things and they think only about this life here on earth, the pride of life. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Okay, you guys. The reason why materialism is glorified in this society is because Satan wants to distract you from the higher calling on your life in Christ Jesus. Sometimes most of our confusion comes from it's too many voices around us. It's too many things we're holding on really tightly to that God cannot get our attention. If an idol is in your life, God could not dwell there. I'm, I'm going to read y'all um, Matthew chapter 6. Verse 19, it says, gather riches in heaven. It says, do not gather for yourself riches on earth, moth and rats 
can destroy them. Thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, gather for yourselves riches in heaven. There moths and rats do not destroy. There thieves do not break in and steal them. Your heart will be where your riches are. The eye is the lamp of the body. Suppose your eye is healthy, then your whole body will be full of light. But suppose your eyes can't see well, then your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light inside you is darkness, then it is very dark. No one can serve two masters at the same time. You will hate one and love the other, or you will be faithful to one and dislike the other. You cannot serve God and money at the same time. Okay, so this exact thing where the Lord talks is in Matthew where he's talking about riches in heaven, that y'all want to know how do you uh, tap in with the riches in heaven? You tap in with the Lord and what he wants, his, his direct perfect will for your life. He says in the word, um, our gifts will make room for us. He says our gifts will make room for us. Everything the Lord identifies, our identity, our true identity in Christ Jesus, everything. If we seek ye first the kingdom of God, everything will be added unto us. That says that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, put God's kingdom first and everything else will be added unto you. We don't have to be materialistic. We don't have to desire the glory of man, but we have to desire a relationship with God. And he will give us the needs that we need. He knows what we need. Um, I also want to talk about um, three different stories that God pointed out to me. Okay, so we're going to start with, um, I'm on my computer. Uh, so we're going to start with the story about the rich young man in Mark 10. Okay. So, uh, this is Mark 10, and I also want you to go study for yourselves, okay? So, basically, in this story, um, there's a rich young man talking to Jesus, and he said that um, he follows the law, basically. He's doing, he's doing right in God's eyes. And verse 23, it says, no, not verse, verse 23. Here we go. So the rich young ruler asked the Lord, he said, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, you lack one thing. Go see that all you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Imagine um, this this situation, seeing this situation Right in front of you, um, from the looks of it, it's obvious that this young man had everything. We know uh, in this generation, it, these rappers, it's, it's, they get rich. You know, they got money. They got the women. They got the fame. They got the social media followers. They got everything they need, you know. Um, they feel like they have, have accomplished a lot. But one thing that Jesus tells him that he didn't accomplish was the humility and understanding that he really needed God. No matter how much you follow the law, you still need God. You still have to be humble and seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto us. And we scroll down and we see um, Jesus says, how difficult will it be for those who have wealth to enter in the kingdom and the disciples were amazed at his words jesus says children how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of god it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter into king kingdom of god remember the verse i talked about earlier that where your wherever your treasure is your heart will be also okay 
So that's one story about the rich young ruler. He was displeased with what Jesus told him. So we go to another story I want to talk about. And this story is in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. So I'm going to go over this really quickly. So basically, this is a story about the um, parable of the lost son. And go read that as well to show yourselves approved. Um, but I want to quickly go over this. And this story is about... um. A young man, his father gave him his his inheritance. He go and spend all his money. You know how many of us spend all our money? I know that the Lord had to discipline me in that area, first of all. So the son spends all his money. And he, and where is this verse where he's eating with the pigs? He ends up eating with the pigs, y'all. In verse 16, um, he came to his senses and he went back home to his father, right? And his father recognized him, right? His father recognized him and gave him the best gifts. But the brother that was already there that didn't squander off his money was displeased with the father's decision, saying that I've been with you this whole time. But you give him the fattest, the the best part of everything you got. That's not the point of this story is me bringing this up. The difference between the lost son and the rich young ruler is that the lost son came to his senses, to his identity. Like he used up everything. He spent everything. He was no longer rich. Okay. He needed a savior. Um, I also want to talk about the story in Matthew six. It is, um, I'm sorry. Is it Matthew six? It's another story about, um, oh yes. The tax collector story. So this is Matthew, I'm uh, Luke 19, uh, where it talks about the tax collector. And I want to give y'all a quote that the tax collector said to Jesus, right? It says in verse 8, um, but Zacchaeus, I don't know how to pronounce his name, stood up. He said, look, Lord, here and now I give half of what I own to those who are poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay it back. I will pay back four times the amount I took. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to your house. You are a member of Abraham's family line. God just wants to see what we'll give up for him. Like I said earlier, God cannot and will not. He he will not dwell where an idol is. And if we allow materialism and things that ultimately cannot go with us when we pass on to become our God, God cannot use us how he wants to. Um, the rich young ruler, the, the word doesn't mention no more about the rich young ruler in Mark 10, but that just goes to show that, um, many, you know, everyone wants to be saved and inherit the kingdom of God, but we got to give up some things. And I just want to say a prayer for us who, you know, we, we're human, you know, we may have a hard time with giving up some things, but we cannot allow materialism to murder us um, in the end because it will. Here's the prayer, Lord. God, teach us to treasure your kingdom more than we treasure this world. Purge our hearts from earthly things so we can inherit heavenly inheritance. Help us to discern our fleshly desires from what you desire for us to have. God, allow contentment to rule in our hearts as you purge us for eternal life with you forever. Expose and fill any voids in our hearts that are distracting us from what you desire to give us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
Jesus empty our heart from the lust of possessions, greed, and the pride of life. Let contentment rule in our life as we pursue a deeper relationship with you. Father, finally, I ask that you even empty us of desires that do not glorify you, but our flesh. It is time for new wine. Even when we are weary in our faith, let us not follow our old ways, but continue in the higher calling in you. We cast down every single stronghold, holding on to things that won't serve you or us in this season of refinement. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So remember, y'all, materialism is a distraction from the calling that God wants to, that God has already given you. Um, God created this, you know, predestined us for before the foundations of the earth, before, you know, we were put in our mother's womb he knew us he knew each and every one one of us and what we would accomplish and what we could accomplish if we pursue his kingdom first so which i what i want y'all to take from this is the difference between these three stories of the uh, prodigal son and the rich young ruler and the tax collector the i want to point out the difference of um the the tax collector and the prodigal son from the rich young ruler it was that the rich young ruler lacked humility he lacked humility and one thing he didn't understand was god wants to see how much you will give up for him jesus gave up his life for us to inherit eternal life and were you willing to give up and how far will you go to see god um I talked about this on my TikTok and when I lost my car, y'all, like, um, I did get closer to God, even though that was something hard for me to let go. Like, oh, that really hurt. You know, I couldn't do what I wanted to do, move how I wanted to move, but God wanted to work in me. Will you let God work inside of you to purge you from the things that are not like you? Cause in the end, I can't take my car with me. You know, when I, when we pass on, our flesh stays in it, you know, it, you know, goes back into the dust. What's the point in glorifying our flesh and being greedy, you know, um, and loving, you know, loving pleasure more than loving God. It, it's even mentioned in Revelation that in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves and pleasure rather than lovers of God. And also I want y'all to take from this is, you know, I pray that God expose every idol in your life that is keeping you from the higher calling in him. I pray that he shows you what you need to let go. And this was hard for the rich young ruler. Um, he didn't want to let go. Um, one of my favorite songs, her name is Bree Babano. Um, she has a song called Everything. Um, and it goes like, if I lost everything and didn't have anything. And you were the only thing. I still have everything. Some of us, you know, we are willing to give up everything. You know, um, we are willing to give up everything for the kingdom of God. Um, one more thing I want to mention. There's a story in here uh, that God pointed out to me about the kingdom of God. Um, this is in Matthew um matthew chapter 13 verse 44 it says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure 
that was hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. He was very happy. So he went and sold everything he had, and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a trader who was looking for fine pearls. He found one that was very valuable. So he went away and sold everything he had, and he bought that one pearl. What are you willing to give up for the Lord? This is Edges Visionary Network. I'm your host and friend, Adrian Schaefer. And this is Murder by Materialism. Y'all have a great day. What's up, beautiful people of God and lovers of God? God, I thank you today that you are bringing your people back to their rightful position in Christ in your body. For your body has many functions and parts, Lord. I pray that you begin to show us where we belong and that no false identity will travail against us in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you begin to pull out the things out of our life that do not please you. Welcome back to Adrian's Visionary Network. I'm your host and friend, Adrian, and this podcast is about growing sharper as a child of God by leaning on God's understanding of us and anything that can hinder our spiritual growth. So this is how we lean in closer to God's understanding of us and to become sharper in his word. Not only do we celebrate the good things of God, the promises, the blessings, the mountains we climb over, but we also rejoice in the fact that the Lord is our father and he loves us and he disciplines the child whom he loves. See, I understand that we want to hear good things, but God is showing us that there are wolves in sheep's clothing who will relay a good message without telling you to repent, who will be greedy for money and fame and popularity rather than tell you the truth, rather than even claim Jesus as being almighty powerful. So today I will discuss false prophets in their true identity. Um, this message will have a part two and even a part three. Um, I almost delayed on this message because I just felt like I didn't have enough information. But when you have the Holy Spirit, God is always pouring into your mind and heart as you speak for him. So this is also some encouragement for those of you who feel like you ain't got enough. Just understand the Holy Spirit is all you need. And he will lead you and guide you into God's full understanding. First of all, I want to get started with, first of all, what is a prophet anyway? A prophet is a person who hears messages from God and tells others. But a false prophet speaks things from their own mind and desires. Popular opinions. They have bad fruit. Consumers of riches on earth. And they have a lack of service. God did not send them. They are yes men for Satan. They Number one, they are greedy snakes. Number two, they are ear ticklers. What's an ear tickler? God mentions this in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10. It says, Which say to the seers, see not. The same with the prophets in the next clause, which explains this, and to the prophets, 
prophesied not unto us right things, things agreeable to the mind and the will of God in which ought to be done. Not that they in so many words said this, but this was the language of their hearts and their actions. God is saying right here, there's going to be a time where people won't care about sound doctrine. People don't want to preach about casting out demons and the Lord's coming and that there are actually prophets who have the riches of earth. They have huge platforms. No one wants to speak about this, but people want their ears to be tickled. Ooh, God finna bless you and God bless you and promise this and promise that. Every prophet, if not all prophets in the Bible, in the word of God, spoke against many things and they were not favored by the people. People care too much about being favored. Number three, they blaspheme God's Holy Spirit. One of the worst, these are one of the worst kinds of prophets because they hate warnings from the Lord and they stir the crowd up for themselves, which is selfish gain. Um, this, you can find this in the book of, the book of Samuel. Uh, please go read the book of Samuel, Samuel chapter 28, where I can give you a, a quick main idea that Saul, who God was not pleased with, went to go consult a witch for future references. God hates, he actually detests people who speak to the dead. Jesus describes a false prophet perfectly at the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 through 18. Here's it is. And you also guys need to go read to study yourself to show yourselves approved. Here Jesus says, true and false prophets. Verse 15 says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. This, by their fruit, you will recognize them. What is fruit anyway? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness is a big one in self-control. The Lord gave me this word before I started this. He said, they rape my body. They steal treasures from my kingdom in my name. The Lord gave me a vision of a praying mantis, which is an insect um, on a pulpit, preaching so-called the word of God to people. I want y'all to understand the characteristics of a praying mantis, the insect. First of all, it's called the praying mantis because it has a praying stance. This is one of the most, I guess, famous insects in the insect little kingdom. So these insects are stronger than you would imagine, right? They eat their prey alive and their, like I said, their stature resembles praying. And that's funny because 
they're actually P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, right? So in this vision, when I saw this praying mantis, God was just, it, it, <laughs> I was caught off guard, okay? Because I did not expect the Lord to use a insect to teach me what he was, what he was saying, but God uses the foolish things to confound the wise, but that just, just this is a little bit off topic, but that just helps me understand that God created things just for us to gain a better understanding of his word. So anyways, um, oh, here goes the dream I had as well. So the dream that I had about three or four nights ago, I had a dream. I went into this church and they were preaching a false gospel. I cannot give you every single detail of this dream, but they were perverting the word of God. They were preaching a false gospel and I went in there and I corrected them and then I left. There's going to come a time where people will preach a false gospel and won't claim Jesus as being divine in the son of God. Anyone who says Jesus is not the son of God is a liar. This is what the Lord says. This is a very serious message, first of all. So this is how we discern a false prophet. Number one, we test the spirit. What is testing the spirit? What is a test, y'all? What does a test have? Questions, right? Okay. Father, show me this person in the spirit. Should I be listening to them? Are their message going to reprove me, rebuke me, help me grow? Are their messages worthy of me being in their congregation? Pray for them. Pray for those people. And also, we have to check ourselves. Do you have a clean heart towards that person as well? Just to throw that in there. But yeah, that's how you that's how you discern a false prophet. This is First John chapter four and one. It says, "Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God." Because many false prophets are going out into the world. Remember, they have gone out into the world to deceive many. True prophets, on the other hand, reveal the heart of God and judge wicked systems. They have a heart of service and money does not overcome them. They speak the truth, even if it causes them to lose people, members, and they speak about true repentance among the body of Christ. They do not withhold real messages from God from people for their own selfish gain and conceited, conceitedness. Like, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but. They don't withhold good things from the body of Christ. That's how you say it. Remember, false prophets, they chase riches and vanity. They love the world and the world's desires. Also, I'm going to read some Bible for you from the book of Micah, where God literally describes what a false prophet does. In Micah 3.11, it says, her her priests teach for pay, and her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, 
Is not the Lord among us? No harm can come upon us. These are people who trust in their riches more than they trust in God. This is a a serious message to the body of Christ. And I'm so thankful that I didn't delay this message. But remember, if a if a and this is not only for false prophets, these are false pastors, false teachers, false preachers. This is for anybody who is perverting the word of God, who are like the Lord told me earlier. He said they rape my body, which is the body of Christ, and they steal treasures from my kingdom in my name. This is literal blasphemy. Okay. And another thing, false prophets are literally directly linked to witches and warlocks. God compares the two in the word. And I'll put the the verse in the description for this verse because I didn't look this one up. But um, they are greatly similar to witches and warlocks because they do the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I just I just pray for the body and that we use discernment and we truly repent and we truly wholeheartedly give our life to God so that we will not be deceived. The reason why people will take the mark of the beast is because they lose their hunger for the Lord's presence. We need God. Hell is a place of eternal separation. If you already are not hungry for the Lord, it's already like you're separated from the Lord. I just pray that the body wakes up and wakes other people up and we discern these people, places, and things. First of all, when God said my true prophets are servants, that that really struck me right there. Like Even though this whole message is like, while shaking the table, the servitude spirit was really reaching out because you can tell who does who what kind of person does things from the heart or that just does it for the look. Like I said earlier, God said things from their own minds and desires, popular opinions of people. Who cares when prophets in the word of God were rarely favored by people. Rarely favored. I pray that this message doesn't fall on deaf ears. And I just thank God for using me. Oh, you know, one more thing I want to mention. God used many people in his body to confirm for me to speak on this. He used Tiffany Montgomery. And I'll uh, probably repost on my my podcast Instagram the no I will post on my podcast Instagram who else he showed me as a confirmation to talk about this thing he said don't delay this message my body needs this message because many false prophets are going to come in my name my anger will not be he says my he says my anger will not be he says, my anger whew, is a righteous anger and it will not be kindled against people who prophesy. lie. If I did not send them, you will know by my spirit. Please get in the word of God and increase your discernment. 
there is going to be a shift that is coming where many people are going to be hungry for the Lord and they are going to be able to see who's true and who's sent and who's not. Question today is, are you deceived? Are you deceived? Ask yourself, am I being deceived? Lord, show me where I am being deceived today in Jesus name. Also, another thing I want you to take from this message is, am I deceiving others? <laughs> am I deceiving others? Like, also, last thing about a true prophet. A true prophet walk that walk, talk that talk, okay? So, I pray that y'all take this message to the heart. And y'all take it back to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because he is not pleased with these kinds of people. So, I love y'all, and this is Agents Visionary Network. Peace.